0: Remind hey. it back, Charlie. Let's do it one more time.
1: <laughs> downtown.
0: We're gonna go downtown. downtown.
1: This town. Dev Beckham. We're saying we're going waiting. downtown,
0: Sam. Dev Beckham. And then costume. Dean. Dean's just, you know. I, I I don't know where th- my hand ends and the drink begins!
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, Frankie. Uh, uh, yeah, Frankie, we're up here having a good old time with a rat pack. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Why don't we get Sammy out here and say something racist to him? It'll be hilarious. They <laughs> do that? One? <laughs> they did. They always did. Oh, I mean, he would make racist jokes back. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. They had some racist jokes for Sammy. Those part of their bit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would be like <laughs> Dean would be like, "If you turn the lights off, you can't see Sammy anymore." <laughs> And then Sammy would be like, if you turn the lights off, you can't see anyone, you dumb honky. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny shit, man. Definitely go watch all those old roasts.
2: I
3: have no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places.
2: The history of film,
3: that battle who you're we when the lights go dim. From James, James Cagney, Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you, and all the dirty tricks the
1: studios made.
3: From Wings, Wings to Top
1: Gun, movie stars and no ones, broke romantic crazy fans that leave no a real fun.
3: Hollywood is a film history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham. Just like Shaq and Kazam.
1: All your dreams can come true. Mystery, history, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, that's right, everyone. This is part two of Ocean's Eleven and the Rat Pack. This one is gonna get. This one's gonna get so fun, man. I uh, This one's the I told live you.
0: album, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. A let's Christmas tell. album coming next year with all <laughs> of us. But the let's three stars say, of the Rat Pack are here.
1: <laughs> the three. Let's just say when uh, they filmed Ocean's Eleven, Frank Sinatra really did do it his way. You know. I told you I would tell you a tale of three grown men. Acting like 20-year-old college kids while they're filming a movie in Vegas. And that is what this is going to be about. I am going to tell you today about the making of Ocean's Eleven in 1960 in Las Vegas with the old Rat Pack. Hey, sweetheart. Come on over here and sit in my lap. Talk about the first thing that pops up, huh? <laughs>
3: Oh man, jokes used to be different. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I now I know who the Rat Pack is. I know the context behind yeah. them. I know, I know all the backstory needed to, to fully appreciate the making of this uh, of this movie, which uh, yeah, you know. Uh, from the little bits and pieces I've heard, it seems miraculous that this wasn't uh, yeah, a train wreck.
1: Oh, dude. After we record this, for real, at some point, go and watch it. Mm-hmm. It's shocking how, like, they don't look wasted, you mm-hmm. know. But they are. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if not wasted, they are brutally hungover. Oh, my God. Um, but, and, but don't yeah. forget,
0: they had... Plenty of cocaine to wake them all up. Yes, exactly.
1: I think cocaine was a big part of this movie. <laughs> I definitely do, man. Uh, Definitely a lot of martinis were drank. I I imagine a lot of bartenders were very happy while they were filming this movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice. When they filmed this thing, this was known in Rat Pack history as the summit. They had reached like the top of the mountain, basically. That's one thing about this movie is like I said, a lot of them had kind of, uh, you know, as for Frank had like his whole career had died at one point and come back. He did that uh, from here to eternity and it resurrected his career. And the movie launched him back into stardom, earned him an Oscar, probably due to some mob shit, like I talked about in part one. And, uh, you know, I've gone from rags to riches. That wasn't Frank, that was Tony Bennett, but that song applies there. <laughs> but this is that's what landed him with all these Vegas residencies and put him back into the spotlight. And by 1960, like I was talking about in part one, he was the fucking king of Las Vegas. He literally was like they the the, the the casinos the five casinos that let them film Ocean's mm-hmm. 11 they said without Frank Sinatra there is no Vegas so he can do whatever he wants
3: oh wow yeah yeah incredible yeah.
1: like i said it was a different time for vegas it was a small mm-hmm. town you know um, he was the, the chris angel of his day just yeah, the, the
3: yes. real embodiment of las vegas <laughs> <laughs> he old was the blue little buddy of his day have, old blue have,
0: eyes old blue eyes reached the summit and got down on his knees before the lord of the sands And said, the first rule of of the stone commandments is don't ever sing sober. (laughs) Never
1: sing sober. Uh, I think he went into the office of the Sands and he said, uh, it would be a shame if anything happened to your family, you know. uh, be a shame if I had to call old Mr. Giancana and have him come. Well,
3: so wait, uh, the, the
1: the mobs were like running the the casinos
0: yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, The mobs cash investments from all their Cut illegal activities out. all over in New York and Chicago and Philly and all that bootlegging stuff. They put all that money into building casinos and building up Las Vegas, and that's how they laundered yeah. all of that and started like Las Vegas gambling and shit like that.
1: Yeah, Bugsy Siegel started Vegas in the 40s with the mafia. Like it it was started by the mob. It was basically mm-hmm. a place Where the mob could go hide money. But at this
3: point, are they still running the casinos? Are the casinos run by legitimate businesses? No, they were still
1: very much They were still
0: running until, like, the 70s. Like, that's when the movie Casino Mm -hmm. took place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Go watch that one, and the book is just as good. This was 1960, the height of, like, Mob Vegas. And Frank Sinatra was their prince, basically. I'm trying to think of, like, a... you know, like the, a rapper who's big in a gang. Takashi Six Nine. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Was, yeah. yeah. Takashi Six Nine of the sixties.
3: Exactly. Universally respected among all the gangs. Yeah. Uh, the biggest artist in the Mainstream, world. Mainstream. Huge. Yeah. Huge one of the most hits. talented guys to live. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: And pretty much everyone just knew. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. I mean, you just kind of knew. He denied it <laughs> till the end. Like Frank Sinatra denied <laughs> ever have. He was like, I don't know any of those guys wow. except for there's a lot of pictures with him hanging out.
3: That's a him. real G. Like that's yes. a real like yeah. verified, like you're, you know, yeah. that's think, how, you know, he was really a part of it. Cause he
1: never claimed him for clouds. Exactly. Like he never I think yeah. he legitimately said at one point, like there is no
0: mafia. I there think is, he was one <laughs> of those. The mafia is a myth. Dude, this was during the fifties and sixties and the sixties was a commission that were the Senate, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was like a Senate commission or Senate hearing committee that was having uh, all these um, testimonies and and, um, subpoenas about the mob trying to prove that the mob was even real. Yes, this was when Santos Traficante was called and Charlie Wall, those those are mobsters from Florida and from Tampa. Like, it was a big deal. Back then, the narrative, especially from the five families, was like, the mob doesn't exist. They're the right. ones who f- f- basically strong-armed for them not to say the word mafia in The Godfather.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. We don't like being called that, the mafia. There is that no That was mafia. in the 70s. Don't be silly. Yeah.
0: Imagine <laughs> yeah. that. This is a whole decade and a half before.
1: <laughs> There's no you such know, thing. Never heard of it. That's it. The Rat Pack didn't like being called the Rat Pack. Wait, really? Yeah, they they. It was a thing. Well, a few of them, I'm sure, did. Frank Sinatra hated it. He didn't. He like. He felt like after Ocean's Eleven, he just wanted them to be like a, a legitimate crew. I guess he mm. didn't like being called the Rat Pack, which that might have been later on. He said that when he was old. And yeah, when he was old. He was saying some pretty crazy shit. Really? You know? Yeah, he was a. He was a pretty miserable old guy. The, the 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 booze had pickled his brain. Yes, yeah. I mean, um, he, he was miserable young, but he was very miserable old. Interesting. I
3: mean, because yeah. yeah, like if, based on the story from the first one, it was like uh, Bo, you know, Humphy Humphy started it. Yeah. Uh, people call him Bogey. I want to call him Humphrey. Humphy Humphrey <laughs> started
1: it, and uh, it seemed like everyone was on board. He's looking you at know? you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Everyone was on board And yeah, Frank took over As like, mm-hmm. like I said Like the president Because yeah. they were actually They actually had like Ranks and files Right, yeah So tell me
3: again How you don't like Being that man Yeah, bad, man, exactly You like, could have like, dissolved And start something new He was like
1: He's to... like, I didn't need The they Rat like, Pack I had Bugsy don't Siegel don't really
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's like I don't really care To go to Bohemian Grove With all those <laughs> other dudes And That's you know, where d- he... run around Naked in the woods <laughs> I just, you know I want to sit here And get drunk with dames And with dolls And, you oh. know, have a cigar, he was like, Sing I, a good I, song.
1: I, I liked being part of the rat pack until that Bohemian Grove thing. I never wanted to see Dean's penis, he was done as soon as he saw all their dicks. He was like, All right, no more rat pack for me. There is no mafia. I'm going back to Hoboken, yeah. there is no mafia. But uh this Which story Richard
0: Nixon was running around with his hand in everybody's pocket saying, I'm not a crook, I'm not no, a crook I am not a crook.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Nixon, this story it all begins in nineteen fifty five. Peter Lawford had been married into the Kennedys for a year by now. He got married to Patricia in nineteen fifty four. So he's making his rounds in a big way, uh, as you can imagine. He had been an actor since 1930, by the way. He's a, he was a veteran. He was like a classically trained British actor. Came from a very fancy, rich British family. Okay. But now he is a fucking Kennedy as well. Even to the point where... A lot of people just saw him as a socialite uh, when he married into the Kennedys. They kind of thought, like, well, he's not an actor anymore. He's married into the Kennedys. You know, he's a socialite. Like, Interesting. Yeah. Sounds um, like somebody,
0: you know, <clears throat> we may know, a duchess of today's era.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The heiress, Lady Paris. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, sort of. He kind of no, became... no, I was in-
0: talking about who married Prince Henry, the Merkel... Oh, oh yeah yeah like yes. what was it? Shield or something? Like she was yeah. on some you know TV shows or whatever. Uh, suits, white. suits, yeah, suits. That's
1: right. That was it. I was gonna say white guys in suits, but it's called suits. <laughs> suits, <laughs> <Yeah>. suits.
0: <laughs> suits, like the one I'm wearing in front of this episode. Oh, <laughs> <hell> <laughs> there. oh
1: are you wearing a suit right now, dude? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god, dude! It's yeah, So came, snazzy. He
3: came dressed dressed apart once again. Yeah, see? see, it was rocks Anything glass. <laughs> <get> character.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Character! Character! If, it if it weren't for the olives in my martini, I'd starve to death. So the idea of Ocean's Eleven had been floating around Hollywood for a while. Uh, it was an unnamed script written by a gas station attendant in Hollywood, dude. This thing basically got ripped from a gas station attendant. I, I, think, I don't think they ever got their like credit for this shit. But... Uh, <laughs> Gilbert Kay. <laughs> Gilbert Kay, who was a director, he was kind of like an up-and-coming director at the time, heard this idea from a gas station attendant about Ocean's Eleven, and basically just was like, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so he took this idea, and he called up his old buddy Peter Lawford and, uh, you know, give him a call to see if he'd be interested in taking it on. Lawford liked the idea... But he must have fucking hated this director guy, Gilbert Kay. Gilbert K. by the way, he went on to become like a big TV director. That was okay. kind of where his career went. For the Cheese Networks. Yeah, dude, he worked for the, the Cheese, exactly. <laughs> no, dude, Peter Lawford. he must have hated him because he liked the idea, but he straight up told him, like, I don't want you directing it. Like, I, <laughs> want, I want to make this movie, but I do not want you as the director of it. So the guy was like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to take it to somewhere else. It didn't go anywhere. He didn't get it seen by anyone else. And in 1958, he was like, fine, Peter, I won't direct it. Let's just make it. Peter said, no, actually, now I don't want you to be a part of this shit at all. Oh, my God. So I'm going to give you $10,000. Which the old inflation calculator, that's about a hundred grand. And this will be mine now. How about that?
3: (laughs) Okay, I guess.
0: That's about right, though. That's fair market value. Yeah, Yeah. and
3: the gas station attendant died of syphilis. So, I mean, definitely. You know, he he got no money
1: out of
0: this. We all know what was going (laughs) on. I just imagine that that gas station attendant was some, like, fucking up and coming writer, like, struggling, trying to get a gig, and he's like. Mister, mister, let me pitch you my idea.
1: <laughs> yes, dude. I had a friend who worked at the Blockbuster on Sunset Boulevard whenever I first moved here, and he told someone a movie idea, and they made it. And, like, <laughs> it was had nothing to do with him. I think he tried to sue and everything. Be careful who you tell those ideas to out yeah. in Hollywood, y'all, for real. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, the gas station attendant thing, by the way, do you know about the gas stations in the 40s? They were, like, <sighs> male brothels, basically. What? Yeah. The, the gas station, there was a huge thing in Hollywood back in the 40s and 50s. Uh, and there was a good documentary on this, and there's a good book as well. Uh, but it was basically these like young, young boys would work at gas stations filling up people's cars, and for a little bit of extra money, these big, powerful producers would bring them home. And it was like a whole weird thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. Weird. Uh,
3: Strange. Wait, just, there was this... Was this well known? Like, if you got hired as a gas station boy, you yeah. knew you knew that knew what we, you, you knew, what knew would that do. someone might be filling Fill your tank me at the
0: end cup. of the baby.
1: Yeah, but one of those boys grew up and wrote a book, and it is salacious. Interesting. They ever make a movie about it? Yeah, I think, or they made a documentary. But no. Uh, oh, you know what? No, Ryan Murphy did. Ryan Murphy made a show about it. Mm. Uh, that Hollywood show that he made was about the book that that guy wrote because okay. uh, you know good book. It's what's the not Gas Boys? depressing
0: and sad <laughs> enough than you know um, a 90 minute feature film or a documentary exploring the horrors of young male brothels in the yeah. 1940s and sex trafficking A whole ten out ten episode series about it. That's what we need. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Scotty Bowers. He was the guy who wrote the book. Um and a lot of people say that a lot of the shit he said was bullshit, but also the people who said that said it because it was, you know, about them, usually. Um. Yeah. What was the, the show called? The show was called Hollywood. Ryan Murphy's Hollywood.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Was this the one that came out on Netflix? Like, yeah, just like recently? a year ago. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. That's what that was about. Yeah. It's
1: about the gas station sex ring. That in was Hollywood. what that
3: show was about.
1: Yes. <laughs> Which it was Ryan Murphy, so he probably took a lot of liberties. I, you know,
3: I for I mean I I it looked cool. Like the the marketing looked cool. I never saw it, but I could have. <laughs> Sworn, I did not get uh, gas station boy
1: sex traffic vibes from that whatsoever. These gas stations, it would be like fucking Rock Hudson, Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn. All these people would go to these gas stations and pick up. Like Catherine Hepburn would pick up uh, girls. She would get girls to come back with her. Yeah, some crazy shit, man. And I know a lot of people are probably out there like that's not true. And you
3: know what? Totally buy it. I I just like also because. Guess are gas station attendants, a thing in general on the West Coast back then? Because I know that's a thing in the Northeast. Yeah, but I've never, I've never been. It was. to was. I've never been to Northeast. Cause it's not a thing in the South, and it's not yeah. a thing in the West Coast, as far as I know. No. Did it used to be a thing in the West yeah, Coast? Yeah, it
1: used to be a thing all over. Oh, There okay. used to be people who would pump the gas for it. But this guy, he got the thing. Peter bought it from him for ten grand. Uh, must really have not liked the guy, I think. Uh, but that, I don't know. This might be looking too far into it, but I wonder if he entered the blood pact with the Kennedy organization and just kind of cut some people. You know what I mean? He's mm. like, I'm a Kennedy now. Like, I don't fuck around with you anymore. Yeah, yeah.
3: interesting. Uh, there's, for whatever, you, you, didn't, you didn't vote for uh, for my brother-in-law. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, fuck you. Um, you yeah. Know, <laughs> you're out.
1: <laughs> I'm not making your movie. You know? <laughs> and, oh, yeah, now you want me, huh? Yeah, you go, know? go <laughs> like, die as Silphus with that gas station boy you fucked. <laughs> go back to well, the gas station
0: bitch. People forget. You know the Kennedys family were mobs too. His fucking granddad and dad oh, were rum yeah, runners. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, well, how yes.
3: Oh yeah, I was supposed to say how they make their money, rum
1: runners. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That that's Dean called them Irish hucksters. Yeah, that's right.
3: Dude, yeah.
0: They really and they were the Bushes. Patriarch, you know, was one of the founders of the CIA and dealt banking with the Nazis. Was, yeah, that's, you know, the whole that's why other he didn't, side of that coin.
1: God almighty, dude. That's why he didn't stay with uh, Frank Sinatra on that tour yeah. out west because he they knew they were like, we don't need any more people saying that you're in the mafia. You know? <laughs> and JFK was like, there's no such thing as the mafia. <laughs> never has been. Never has been. Be. Never will be. It's not what it's not what you can do for me. But it is what you can do for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not...
0: It's not I've what never, anybody can do for this country, but this harem of women can do for my bed.
1: <laughs> I've never balls. been
3: to a gas station, and I know nothing about the boys
1: there. There's never been a gas station attendant. That's why there are no more gas station attendants. Kennedy he, just was like, "There's never, never was."
0: <laughs> how crazy would it be if he just like, you know, he's like rehearsing the "We Go to the Moon" speech, and he keeps messing up? He's like, "We go to the gas station not because it is easy." But because it's as hard. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> We're going
1: to get that goddamn Blue Chew sponsorship, I swear to God. Right? I mean, of all the podcasts, <laughs> all the podcasts. no one puts them on their back more than us. When, no one talks about erections more than we do, <laughs> all right? Terminator was so. If they listen to Terminator, they will sponsor us. We talked about Arnold's dick a lot.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to put together a free highlight video for him. Yeah. Post, I it, on, post it on the socials. Everybody go. Tag and comment from Blue <laughs> Just
1: send them the, e- the, the email subject line says, Film history is sending you a dick highlight video. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> there was another guy who came back around for old Peter Lawford when he uh, got into the Kennedys, and his name was Mr. Frank Sinatra. So Frank and Peter had a beef going on because Peter... Had banged Ava Gardner, which everybody did, uh, but that was Frank's ex wife at the time, mm. um, and so Frank hated Peter Lawford, and basically until Peter Lawford married into the Kennedys, and then Frank was like, ah, water under the bridge. <laughs> Not such a bad guy. Yeah, actually, I, I had you. I had you wrong. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> you're Let's married see. to a Kennedy now. Come on, Pete. So
0: I bet you that's what everybody said about Arnold he was like, "Uh, I'm marrying a Kennedy, and I'm going to become governor. And they're like, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. What are you talking about? You'll never become governor. And then he
1: fucking (laughs) did it, man. Those Kennedys deliver. They (laughs) deliver. (laughs) Deliver on
0: power and pain. Are (laughs) Are there still Kennedys around?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's still some Kennedy yeah. running around yep. out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh one of them just ran for mayor somewhere. Oh yeah. I don't cool. know if they won or not. Good uh, for them. Yeah, yeah. Are they still powerful? Yeah, not like they used to be, mm. you know. Nah, like that guy's running for mayor. Yeah, that's <laughs> nah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it,
0: yeah. the Kennedy. I think he's running for governor or was of ba- of Massachusetts. It might have been mayor. That's of Boston,
1: it. Then. Yeah. But okay. it was something
0: in Massachusetts. Yeah. Wonder
1: if he got it. I don't even know how that went. That's crazy. I didn't hear anything about that. Who's the president? No, Joe Young.
0: He's a young Kennedy. He's like in his twenties or something. Right, so he's, like, right. supposed to be, like, this first time, and he went for, like, this big office, which you probably didn't, wasn't expecting. I don't know. I don't follow that politics that much. But yeah. I agree. They're not that powerful. But, you know, then again, I have a red dot on the back of my head right now, and I don't
1: know where <laughs> exactly that came from. You're going to look like Bugsy Siegel here in just a minute. You're <laughs> going to look like John F. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they, well, I'm going to be looking like Swiss cheese And they're going to be like This one bullet just ricocheted All around his skull like
1: yeah. In and out oh of every office God, Several times <laughs> <laughs> So Peter runs Ocean Eleven by Frankie And Frank says So get the movie Let's pull the heist <laughs> hey. And I think Peter Lawford was probably like He's Frank, he might be serious <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Frank makes him a little offer Frank says he says, I'll take it off your hands and get it made. And here's what I'll do for you. I'll give you 20 G's. So that's around 200 and something thousand Mm dollars. Put myself in it. You can have old blue eyes be in your movie. And I'll pay you three hundred dollars a week to be in it as well, and uh, that's about three grand a week these days. So it's it's a two hundred thousand dollar off the top, and then you're also going to make three grand a week to be an actor in it. And I'm going to be in it. And that's what he's telling to to Peter. That's what he's telling to Peter Lawford. Okay. Yeah. On top of the twenty grand up front, and uh, and Peter, Frankie, and four other guys would split the profit of the whole thing. And so Peter would he would also be looking to make about sixteen points on the back end of this movie. So okay. it was kind of a good deal, especially for something that you bought for 10 grand, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, he's at least doubling his money. Yeah, he's at least doubling his money, and he's gonna I'll get sixteen what, percent of the profit. Have,
0: wouldn't have gotten that deal if he wasn't hitched to a Kennedy.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mm. I completely agree with you, and <laughs> and it's interesting that you say that, Dev, because This is yet another movie, and I have to apologize profusely for this. No fucking budget out there. What? Could not find the budget for this movie either. Interesting. And I think what it was... Was it literally? I think was funded by some of the Kennedys, mm-hmm. and I think it was also funded by like the Vegas mafia, right? And I think that's why you can't find it is yeah. because I think the Kennedys and the fucking mafia were together and funding this. That could yeah. be a. Cra- it it sounds crazy, but it's really not. When it, like I'm gonna get into probably some shit. also
3: like involved in a little bit of money laundering too. Exactly. So it's like yeah,
0: yeah the, the... money laundering, campaign donations, definitely yeah. <laughs> campaign donations. Yes, yeah. dude, this
1: was all happening. Right out in Vegas. Yeah. You know, hey, is, hey, look, it
3: it cost it costs, uh, costs what it costs. What do you yeah, got? What, yeah. you gotta know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. what do you got, Yeah. What do you? And how it's, much, made, it's made, ain't it? <laughs>
0: how much of those weekly paychecks do you think they just turned right into chips? And oh, play every night on the tables. It,
1: it almost all of them. Like <laughs> basically, they they really, literally.
0: The mom came out on top of
1: this. <laughs> yes, dude. As they
0: most of the time do. Yes, the <laughs> house won on this movie for sure.
1: Um, and this would be. It was a good agreement for Peter Lafferty, by the way. His ten grand that he uh, initially, you know, he bought off that poor sap, <laughs> and the gas station attendant got fucked. Literally, uh, <laughs> he eventually would make five hundred thousand dollars from this movie when it came out in 1960. Wow. And that comes out to about $4.5 million these days. Wow. $200,000 investment for old yeah. Pete. You know. Wow. The Kennedys deliver, baby. <laughs> you know, he was... he. I think he, like, was trying to earn his keep. I really do. I think he was like, I just married into this fucking family, and I've got to bring something. something to the table. Yeah, they were like, "You're a cute little movie boy," you know, <laughs> like what? A- you're such a—that's adorable. You're an actor. That's so fun, you know. That's so fun. We love that for you. <laughs> we love that for you. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, your arm candy, basically. When he's like, I- "I'll bring you the money. I'll, I'll bring some fucking money, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> Jack.
3: I'm gonna get That's you." What,
0: like every. A legacy of some like powerful, rich dynasty family. Always the outcast. It's always the black sheep that goes and works in entertainment. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they're all. <laughs> they always become huge yeah. because they have it's all a, the money in the world. He's
3: yeah. like, look, uh, um, uh, look, man. I, I want to impress you. I'm gonna buy you a really nice convertible uh, for that parade you're going to. Like, I'll, I'll get the money together. I can get you a real nice convertible. <laughs>
1: that that thing you got in Dallas. I got the perfect car for you. Yeah. Yeah. I did I
3: did this whole movie thing and I made a lot of money, I could afford it. (laughs) It's
1: named after a president. It's a Lincoln. You'll love it. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, Frank hits up the rest of the Rat Pack. He tells them the deal. It literally is like the planning of Ocean's Eleven, basically. He's like planning this like movie, you know? like We're gonna get the Rat Pack together. We're all gonna split up the profit and, uh, bing, bang, boom. You know, bada, bing, bada, boom. Ring-a-ding, ding. Oh, he also, he also Offered a role to Steve McQueen, by the way. Oh. Steve McQueen was going to be in this. Oh, yeah. well, why, why did he turn that down? <clears throat> he said he didn't want to be his his uh, Hedda Hopper, which was a big. She was a an actress turned like TMZ back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hedda Hopper told him not to do it because he needed to be his own man rather than Frank Sinatra's flunky. Ooh, yeah, some shade. I'm it's telling you, man. Sad. Nobody, Frank. He was—he had burned some bridges. See, you know, yeah. a lot of people did not like Frank anymore. And well, and
3: also, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense too. It's like uh, depending on where he's at of his career right now. If he's a leading man, he might not want to be seen as like second billing right. to some washed-up singer. Yeah, he did the Great Escape. Well, you know, I mean,
0: this like, is like Frank Sinatra coming back into the public light as like an elderly man. He's not like right, the young, but, hip, heartthrob like that he was in the '40s. And then the 50s was all dominated by Elvis. Elvis is a fucking huge movie star right now. It's yeah, yeah. Now.
1: Elvis is gigantic as we speak. Probably bigger,
0: um, arguably bigger than them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, no doubt about it. He was as big as, like, he was like Michael Jackson size by this point. Really? You know, yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And, of course, the Rat Pack said yes to the movie, not only for the money, But the movie took place in Vegas. They were going to be filming the entire thing in Vegas. It was like, we can fucking go to work after set. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm here anyway. Yeah, yeah. They were doing two shows a night while they were filming. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yes, and that is where... This debauchery began. Mm. (laughs) That's where this thing got off of the fucking rails. That's Um, that's
3: crazy. I mean, that's that's um. You're one of you're stacking a lot of money too. Like that's. I mean, that is a pretty solid work ethic. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like if it was me, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm taking six months off of doing shows. Right. Yeah. You know, like I got focused on this movie. Yeah. But they were doing the movie and and doing two shows. shows. Ending blackout? They That's impressive. They
1: did not sleep. They said it was a whole thing. Wow. Like, they slept like an hour each every now and then, whenever they could get it. Like, wow. Basically, like, if you had an hour during the day, you'd go take a nap. Wow. <laughs> you know? like, holy yeah, shit. Man. That sounds yeah. exhausting. They And these guys, like Dev said, they're not 20. You yeah. Know? Holy like, shit. Yeah. I feel
3: yeah. like at some point, I would just be like, you know what? Maybe I don't party tonight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe I just go to sleep. <laughs> so, uh... Warner Brothers signed on for distribution. Frank okay, um, brought it to them for distribution, but I I'm sure they put up some money up front, you know, mm-hmm. but I think this was all, dude, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, no one knows where this fucking money came from or mm. how much it was even. So Frank enlisted some big Hollywood writers, Harry Brown, Charles Letterer, and one of the crazy ones he got was Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder was this huge writer director in the 40s, 50s. He did some stuff I think earlier than that, but he was he was giant. Um, he gave Billy a Picasso for helping him on the script. By the way, huh. it, some mob shit was given away. <laughs> like Shirley MacLaine got a car. Warner Brothers gave her a car to do the movie. Interesting. Yeah, man.
3: No, these aren't. This, 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 why is nobody getting paid in cash around I, here?
1: Because I. It was off the books, <laughs> man. It was like <laughs> I got a real
3: nice painting for you. Yeah, I got a it's, nice
0: painting for you.
3: It's gonna be worth lots, lots and lots I, of money. And uh, you have three
0: fur coats coming next week. Prime <laughs> fur coats for you.
3: They're fresh off the
1: truck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah.
3: What you're going to do when you get the Picasso is you're going to cut out the painting, and underneath the painting is going to be a little extra something in there. There's going to be a little something.
0: <laughs> but, uh, it's it's, it's going to be a map. <laughs> the bottom of the sphinx that leads you out the head of George Washington on Mount Rushmore.
1: We're, we've got to steal the Declaration of Independence. But So Frank was fucking wheeling and dealing. He told the casinos he'd still do some shows at night. And since Dean and Sammy would be in town, they would do some shows as well. Um, And because they were the Rat Pack and because of the Mafia, the five major casinos in Vegas, the Flamingo, the Sands, the Desert Inn, the Riviera, and the Sahara, all gave them complete permission. Like, film when you want, where the fuck you want. You have carte blanche of all the five major casinos in Vegas. That's so cool. I just
0: imagine, like, the soundtrack of The Godfather, like... (laughs)
2: it's
0: like... The meeting of the five casinos came together and had a, what was it called? The commission. The commission. And the commission decided that Frank Sinatra, young blue eyes, lefty left left, yeah, yeah. and old flat foot, yeah. would have whatever he wants in the keys to the kingdom.
1: Yeah, give the kid what he wants. I agree. <laughs> without, without Frank Sinatra, there is no Vegas. <laughs> and he killed my cousin just last week. What wonder if Frank Sinatra ever killed anyone. Some people say that he did. Yeah, he had to
3: yeah, have.
0: He had to have, and they yeah. had to have covered it up. That's
1: probably <laughs> why he was so miserable, dude. I,
3: I imagine he definitely killed someone in a drunk driving accident. Yeah,
0: at, at the very least a, on accident. Yeah, For drunk sure. driving, drunk partying, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he but, uh, he just took think... a sledgehammer to his own house on a helipad. Yes. That he, had dude. he was a <laughs> rage ridiculous. maniac.
1: Yeah, there is no doubt about it. And I'm going to tell you a little, it was not pleasant working with him in Ocean's Glass. Either, Mm, Uh, sounds like it would be. Yeah, no, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And just think about how fucking powerful he he is, though. Like, not only is uh, we're gonna film in all of your casinos, but we're also going to film a movie about robbing your casinos. (laughs) You know, like I. They were all like, "Yeah, well, (laughs) it's it's show business. (laughs) Got to do what he says." You know, (laughs) if we want the casino to actually not be robbed in real life, (laughs) we gotta make this movie. Gotta, you know. (laughs) <laughs> what do we got to do? Yeah, Frank Sinatra was good friends with Bugsy Siegel. Uh, he was also at the time, like I said, uh, I keep mentioning him, but it, one of his best friends was Chicago mob boss Sam Giancana, uh, one of the like most vicious mobsters to ever live. And uh, yeah, he, and, he Frank, Frank Hol- he had no bones about it, dude. He was getting pictures taken of him going into zeros <laughs> and going into Dino's restaurant over there. <laughs> And uh, he was just with like huge mobsters, you That's know, was funny. fucking whatever. And there like, is no I, mafia. <laughs> yeah, there is no mafia. George Raft, a, uh, an, a one of the one of Bugsy Siegel's like mobsters who was still in Vegas from the Bugsy Siegel days, makes a fucking cameo in Ocean's Eleven. You know, like, just huge mafia people are in this movie. (laughs) We're just there. Yeah, that's why you can't find the budget for this, I'm (laughs) telling you. Apparently, one of the most difficult tasks facing the film's production team was convincing Nevada's Clark County officials to let them use one of their garbage trucks because the trash business was, like, the most mobbed business. It was, like, their big, like... You know about, you know... Waste management Mm. and the mafia. The mafia like hides all their money in waste management, basically. Interesting, I didn't know that. That's kind of how they make their deals with cities and you know governments and shit. Is they will run the waste management portion, and the government kind of says do whatever you want with the garbage, basically. Mm. And that's where they'll they'll launder a lot of their money through there. Oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's like something no
3: one else really wants to like touch. Yeah, they yeah, own the exactly. union. Yeah, yeah, it's like. A, to
0: look into. And right. then they force um, other competing garbage companies to join their union or to be forced out. And they just like beat the shit out of them and burn their Yeah, t- yeah. yeah. Dude,
1: Hoffa. That's another good movie mm-hmm. about the uh, mafia running the unions mm-hmm. with all uh, Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito. That shit was amazing. That was Dan. No, no. Robert, uh, Pesci. Joe yeah, you're Pesci. T- you're, talking about, uh, you're talking about the Irishman. Oh, no, well, that too. There was, yeah.
0: movie, there was a movie before that Hoffa. Called, um, called Hoffa. With the exact same actors it? Was Jack Nicholson.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, it was Jack okay. Nicholson okay. and Joe Pesci. Oh, okay. And the producer used to come into Hamburger Hamlet and tip me 100 bucks every time he'd come in. By the yes. way, Hamburger Hamlet, uh, talk about uh, the first job that I ever had in L.A. was bartending at the Hamburger Hamlet on Sunset Boulevard. It was a legendary old spot. It was like a Red Booth restaurant, you know. And it was it was hamburgers, but it was like classy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. It was like but the, it was where Marilyn Monroe used to go there, all these people used to go there. It was that corner of Sunset Boulevard where uh the rainbow is now. Yeah. You know, that whole section up there used to be just celebrity fucking right. big time celebrity spot. Um and the rat pack used to come into the hamburger hamlet whenever they were the rat pack back in the day. They had a star over a booth in the hamburger hamlet, and it was like the Rat Pack's booth that they used to sit in, you know, cool. they had star booths all over town. That's cool. every restaurant that's older than like the forties has, has a, has a yeah. star booth that the Rat Pack used to sit at. That's you funny. Know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. There was one time where the owner, Mary, uh, Harry and Mary, Marilyn Lewis were the people who started the hamburger Hamlet. And Harry Lewis was this actor in the fifties who his career went away when this big strike happened and he started hamburger Hamlet anyway. She uh, got pregnant and she was having a baby, and she had to be rushed out to go have her baby. And the Rat Pack ran the restaurant for the night. It was Frank and Dean and <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. were like serving you hamburgers. <laughs> all That's night. really funny. That yeah. sounds like a, it sounds like a sitcom. Yeah, no, it was it was <laughs> cool, man. They were the first restaurant to hire black waiters. They they Whoa. they didn't they they were the first ones to like we're not. Segregating, we're, Whoa, We don't do that here anymore. Cool. Yeah, that was like in the 50s. Wow. Like, it was a big deal. That's impressive. But uh, yeah, man. Anyway, back to Frank being part of the mob. Legendary comedian <laughs> Shecky Green, he even had a joke about it. It was hilarious. He said, Frank Sinatra saved my life in 1967 in front of the Fountain Blue Hotel. Five guys were beating the shit out of me, and Frank walked up and he said, That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. They even think that Frank and Giancana got JFK elected. They think like Frank and the Chicago mob were part of JFK. Like they would pressure politicians, right? Apparently, yeah, apparently like fuck with votes and shit. You know, apparently they had, they were the ones who had like a bunch of dead people were voting multiple times.
3: And right? Yeah. Well, that was the that was. Well, one of the the rumors I've heard about you know uh, Kennedy's election was that the mob had a big had yeah. a big hand in getting him elected. Yeah, uh, I didn't know Frank Sinatra was also tied in with that. Yeah, um, was that you know? Do you think that was Peter going to him to be like, hey, can you uh, yeah. a family wants some help, and uh, if you help them out now, definitely. And they'll dude, Sinatra they'll definitely was... stay at your house sometime.
1: Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Sinatra was obsessed mm. with it, man. He was obsessed with JFK getting elected president, which would make
3: um the him not staying at his house mm-hmm. like that that reaction a little bit more right. understandable because it's like you know, hey, like I, I got you, I got your boy, I got your brother-in-law elected. Yeah, like yeah. now he's disrespecting now me he's by not going to r- stay at my fucking house. Yeah, because he
1: doesn't want bad press. Yeah, I mean, that's a he, mm-hmm. that is a that's very insulting. Yeah, I mean, after
3: I just fucking installed a brand new wing in the house for him. Like fuck you, uh, fuck pad. fuck your brother-in-law. Yeah, uh, uh, as he's swinging the sledgehammer. Fuck yeah. your brother-in-law. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, I just uh, um, I have a have a. Nice Nice drive down Dallas later on.
1: Uh, Make sure you keep the top down. Exactly. Uh, So, Frank Sinatra killed JFK? I think Frank Sinatra killed JFK. We're saying it here on Film Mm -hmm. History. What do you think, Deb?
0: I think we're just continuing to solve the mysteries (laughs) of of Hollywood deaths. Oh, my God.
1: We'd have to have another episode of that soon.
0: But uh, I think, you know. They're just picking who's in charge of the country. That's the real military industrial complex and the, and the secret pack. Illuminati. Yeah, the Rat it's Pack. The Rat Pack. Yeah. Illumi- just often presidents and putting their own puppets in power. That's very
1: interesting, man. This has been mm. a thing for so long. You had Elvis and Nixon, that whole thing. You know, Nixon uh, deputized Elvis as a police officer. What? Yeah. yeah I didn't know that at all. Yes, dude. Elvis walked into Nixon's office with a fucking gun. And he was like so coked out of his head, they said he was talking like a mile a minute. And he was talking to Nixon about law enforcement in America and he left with a bag. What the fuck? Dude. Yes. Like and this is Who left that man in the White House with a gun? They made a movie about it.
0: That just shows you how much of a politician and a crook Nixon is. That's yeah. not really a reflection on Elvis. No, no, it's Elvis not Elvis's fault. He did a good job. <laughs> Who the I f- agree. He, he, they let a he, man a walk person, into
1: the, the office of a with a gun. A .357 But and you he's know like, what I got an idea. Nixon was like,
0: if you're toe if you tell the kids to vote for me, I'll give you a badge. Yes, Correct. exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, Dick, I got an idea. See, so chop a like, man in half.
0: Nixon was <laughs> fucking around politics for decades. His entire professional life, like he was an aide to certain presidents. Right. Like he was in and around the White House a yeah. long time before he even ran for president. Yeah, so, dude, like,
1: Nixon was not as dumb was, as people make him out to be. Like that guy was a <laughs> no, fucking. He was just yeah,
3: <laughs> slimy. I'm yeah. still getting over how many people had to just see that Elvis was coked out with a
1: gun and just to, yeah. to get gets to the Oval Office. Mr. Like, President. there's a
3: lot of like steps of like, this is fine. I, this is fine. Yes, Mr. President. Not
0: really back then, dude. You got this. Is when Chris Christopherson. Do you know who that is?
1: No. Yeah, big old country singer. So Chris Christopher said,
0: yeah, he's a huge (laughs) country singer, like Johnny Cash Mm. era.
1: He did the 70s version uh, of The Stars Born. born. He did the 70s version. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Dev, go ahead. He
0: was also, no, he was uh, in Blade. He was, what's his face? The older dude. That's That's it. Okay. Ah,
3: Yep. Yeah, so Ray-beard. I yeah I hate that
0: mm-hmm. I got to define Chris Christopherson as a Blade reference. I <laughs> know, makes, man. Makes well, me cry. I got it though. No, uh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I got you. I got you. We're all on the same page. Uh Chris Christopherson wanted to be a guitar player and wanted to be famous. So in the army when he was in the army, he was a, a helicopter pilot and he ended up stealing a helicopter and flying it to the White House That's and landing right. it on the White House lawn. <laughs> And because Johnny Cash was like there or something, yes, I don't remember the whole story. we yes. can look it up. But it was something to do with that, and then he wanted to like play and like be you know try to get a gig with Johnny or try to get an album or something, and it worked. Yeah, and he did. He dropped and a fucking mixtape. Na- then he had like a mu- music, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "You just flew here in a helicopter?" So yeah, yeah. Yes. what yeah. Dude. the fuck? He like so-
1: dropped a mixtape to Johnny Cash with a helicopter in the White House. In the White House, <laughs> yeah, time. Right. Uh, He was part, he became part of like, dude, that was like the country rap pack. It was Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon oh, Jennings. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. This was after Hank Sr. So passed, wild. but yeah, Hank, yeah, yeah, Hank Jr. Dude, they were definitely like the country Rat Pack, though, for sure. They were
0: they were the into the yanks. Yeah, because they were sure, they, they were, were doing wild movies too. They, yeah, like this too. yeah. Even were... Jerry Lewis back in the day was a part of that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think yes, Jerry Lee Lewis definitely was. Dude, yeah, man, they were fucking insane. Waylon Jennings used to bring out his acoustic guitar to do this, like, You know, crazy love song or whatever that he would do, and he would line up a line of blow across the entire guitar and just snort the whole thing before he started playing on stage, dude. Like, and he would be playing country, you know? Oh my god, man! The past was such a fun time. It was fun, man. It used to be a lot of fun. You
3: used to be be able to do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And no one really stopped you. It's just like this is, I guess. Yeah, and that's what these guys
0: were doing. The I'm named after a uh, Chris Christopherson character in a 1980s made-for-TV mo- miniseries called America, which is like Red Dawn. Holy shit! Oh, wow, that's oh, awesome! Yes. I never knew that. I got—I finally found it. It was like by ABC or something. I wow. couldn't find it for years. And I finally found it and watched it, and meh. But <laughs> <laughs> incredible, but incredible. Yeah, Chris Christopherson, the but, shit. Shout
1: out. Yeah, <laughs> they used to. They used to be able to do whatever they want. Man, man I man. want. And,
3: I want to be friends with a cool president. That I can just go and just do shit at the I White know. House. I know.
1: That's like fucking uh, like Jay Z and Obama. Yeah, you know? they that's were. True. They were cool. That's true. Uh, fucking Kanye and Trump. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> fucking.
0: I don't know if they were like hanging right well no the the, the, the bum
3: the bum the bum diggity man yeah (laughs) who's that the bum the bum diggity man (laughs) that was uh, every
2: 90s rapper (laughs) ever no 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 (laughs) the white guy
3: the white country guy the bum the bum diggity the
1: bum to bum diggity
0: oh I have no God. idea what you're talking no about. Kid Rock. Oh, my God. Bombed oh, the ball, the ball with the ball. bum de bum How dare diggity. you? <laughs> Who's Kid
1: Rock friends with? God,
0: Trump, he was there at the White oh, House yeah, all the yeah, time. Just fucking yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That He was does definitely doing blow every... on the Oval Office table. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> to be fair, doesn't everybody want to hang out with Kid Rock, though?
3: I mean. I don't know if I want to hang out with Kid
1: Rock.
0: Dude, Kid Rock. Oh, my God. We were so. In he lo- seems like he knows how to party. Oh my god!
1: Absolutely. We were so in love with Kid Rock in the South, and I remember even in high school being like, "This dude's from fucking Detroit." Yeah, like he's not. <laughs> he's a
3: rich dude. He is, his family's uh, loaded. Yeah, yeah, he's like he was he's like, like a, the
1: Larry the Cable guy of yeah. rock music. Yeah, he was like a he was like
3: a uh, um, a rich trust fund kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow, man. Who just adopted the aesthetic of the
1: South. And he said, he said, I called myself Kid Rock because. They used to see me on the playground rocking, and they said, that kid rocks. <laughs> Wait, really? That's yeah, what he said. dude, that's what he said. <laughs> he said it in one of his songs, it his, like, first album. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I was a Kid Rock fan. <laughs> Uh, he came to Jackson, Mississippi and sang that song, Jackson, Mississippi, and it was like a uh, pinnacle of life, you know? <laughs> and then uh, things got really bad when he dropped two 100-foot Confederate flags behind him on stage. Oh, my God. A lot <laughs> of people were like, oh, we're leaving. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to be here when this goes really bad. Well, uh,
0: fucking idiots, you're in Jackson, Mississippi. What do you yeah. think? <laughs>
3: how How many... How many grams and or kilos of cocaine do you think has been done off of the white... Like, what's that table called? The silver office, office table? The yeah, president's desk? Yeah, yeah whatever dude. the thing's
0: called. That's one mm. thing... I don't know. There's too much surveillance in there, really, to get away with that. Well, now mean, who's there is. Gonna, who's gonna? If
1: if the president is racking lines <laughs> on the Oval Office <laughs> desk, like who is going to stop him? You know? Like, yeah, you
0: told. Who's yeah. in the driver's seat? And where's that red fucking phone? <laughs> you know, like, you know?
1: Yeah,
3: when well,
0: You're telling me. You're telling me. Uh, Elvis walked in with
3: a gun, coked out, and him and Nixon didn't do a line before yeah, he left. Absolutely did. That was before.
0: Well, I mean, Nixon well, Nixon's a different did. animal. Nixon probably did, yeah, several lines. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, about it. Uh, that was the least he got in trouble for for the surveillance inside of the White House. You know? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, back to the cat. <laughs> back to the cat. What is so, up, Feeling? <laughs>
0: Filming. The Take movie. it from the top. <laughs>
1: Take it from the top, baby. Take me to the top. Uh, yeah, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the Rat Pack and Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> but uh, I want to tell you, <laughs> I'm so glad we did this today, man. This almost didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. The bum diggity <laughs> The bum diggity man. People are going to be like, "Who the fuck?" We're just going to see a sharp decline in the (laughs) listenership from that conversation. Uh (laughs) So, I want to tell you about the Copa in Vegas in 1960 while the Rat Pack was filming Ocean's Eleven. Okay. so
3: What's the Copa?
1: So, the Copa... Copa! The Copa, Copa Cabana. Cabana! Yeah. Yeah, Deb, You know what's up. It was a club in Vegas. It was in the bottom of the Sands Casino. It was an 800-capacity room, and this was where, you know, you would do your rounds. If you were a lounge singer and you were singing at the Copa, it was a big night. You know, mm-hmm. especially, like... The Copa on Friday night was the fucking place to be. You know, if you go to Vegas, you had to go to the Copa and catch... You could catch Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, probably, like, Liberace, you know, before cool. he died, shit like that. And, uh, oh, by the way, Dev, we were talking about residencies. Liberace... So Frank was one of the first residencies. Liberace was... Uh, the official first residency in Vegas in 1947. He, like, Mm. started the whole thing. Yeah, but Frank was one of the first, like, big daddy, you know, residencies. Okay. Um, Again, I mean, I can't stress enough. He was Vegas at this time. And so he would do the Copa every now and then. And like I said, the Rat Pack would do shows every... I mean, it would be dumb to think that they never, ever got together on stage while they were the Rat Pack. But when they were filming Ocean's Eleven, this was where they became the Rat Pack on stage. Mm. Like This was where the whole show began, basically. Was they're all in town together. They're all doing this show together. They all get off at 5 p.m. from set. Mm -hmm. And they go do two shows. And Mm -hmm. it'll usually be together. um, And this is where... That kind of all started up. So since
3: um, they since they had like specific show times and stuff, was this one of those things where like set did not run late? Like set ended right, when no. Frank was like, "I got to go do my singing thing."
1: Yeah, and they would okay. be on they would be on set at different times sometimes. Like if Frank and Peter have a scene together, mm-hmm. Dean and Sammy and you know Joey mm-hmm. Bishop would go do a show. I see. You know, if they weren't mm-hmm. on set, they would go do a show. And mm-hmm. after. The show was where the gambling and drinking really began. They mm-hmm. said literally, Dev, you, you hit the nail on the head. They would literally clock out of set at 5 p.m., go directly into the Sands Casino, and go gamble and start getting hammered at 5 p.m. sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like it was like the schedule. I actually, I have their schedule in here. It's a very interesting schedule. I can't yeah, wait to tell you about right. it. Absolutely. So We call it
0: happy hour for a reason. <laughs> Why are you going to work and be happy? <laughs> Yeah,
1: actually, the schedule works here. Uh, I'll put it in here. Yeah, Frankie had a very strict one take rule, by the way. Uh, Frank had this philosophy that his first take was always the best. Oh, my and God. And not doing another one. Really? I'm refused to do another one. Oh, my God. They they had What to, if someone else fucked up? It, that, that happened. They had a scene mm-hmm. where they had to shoot this bathroom scene with him and Dean Martin four times because airplanes kept passing over. You can't fucking help it. And Frank Sinatra said something like, Well, I'm not doing another one. People know what a fucking airplane is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an airplane in Vegas It's realistic alright Like I'm not doing a fucking other take oh, I gotta my. go get a drink Oh know? my god <laughs> Yeah Billy like, what if
3: his scene partner fucked up like?
1: I, I mean Resho- that's
0: just Reshoot his coverage Yeah you
1: just have to do coverage You know Yeah wow. Exactly uh, Yeah the um, You only
0: need one You only get one You only one get drink. one
3: <laughs> 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 Wow that is insufferable
1: It's insufferable man the Only uh, one take That's it, uh, it, uh,
0: so a Listen, I'm saving everybody money. <laughs> I'm saving the producers money. We're going to shoot this real quick. I'm saving Mr. Giancana's money.
3: <laughs> yeah. Also, there is no Giancana.
1: Yeah, there is no Giancana. But he also told me to only do one take. So that's what I'm doing. Unless you want him to come visit set. You know? a, a typical day schedule to shoot this thing was they would shoot a scene in the morning take lunch which involved cocktails uh the first show in the copa room after lunch after a few cocktails then they would have dinner have a few more cocktails with dinner and they would have a few cocktails on stage as well at the copa room Um, and then after all that uh they would go back to set they would do a second show you know, mm-hmm. with cocktails after dinner, <laughs> and they would go back to set for the night shoots, and okay. basically like you would shoot whatever you needed with daylight. You'd shoot it in the morning, and it was uh, they got kind of lucky too. The whole movie does kind of take place at night. You know, mm-hmm. they do the heist on New Year's Eve night, mm-hmm. so there a lot of this movie is at nighttime. luckily. Okay. but they were wasted at night. Yeah, I was about to say, but
3: by the time you get to that, you've got to be like you've been drinking
1: up. all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> and doing whatever else. You know, and fucking two after two shows, by the way, after you have performed two yeah. shows today and you're hammered, come back to set. You know, oh my God. yeah. <laughs>
3: How <laughs> often do they just not do, do that?
1: Apparently they were all pretty. I mean, uh, people would be kind of late. Um, mm-hmm. And then you had people like Joey Bishop and uh, Peter Lawford weren't partying. They were showing up at 9 a.m. Oh, and really? they were ready okay. to shoot and they were not hungover. Oh, you know? OK. And Dean. Dean was just a fucking beast. Dean Martin was like actual real talent. Mm -hmm. And Dean would show up after a night out on the town, but he would remember not only his lines, but everybody else's lines. Whoa. He had like this crazy memory. Um, Yeah. He remembered the entire script. He would help the guys who were too hungover. He'd be like, this is, or too drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is your next line.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But he was also wasted.
0: No, he was wasted after he performed.
3: Yeah, exactly. Right. He would perform sober and then get right, married. but no, but, oh, but when he's on set, though, is he sober on set? I probably it
1: probably depended on the day, okay. but he was at the very least all going out with them until 5 a.m. Yeah, you know, yeah, for okay. sure. So he's hungry. He's hung I over.
0: don't know if you gentlemen have ever uh, managed to perfect a long term bender. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was a professional the threshold. for a while. <laughs> yeah there there definitely comes a threshold of re- repetition yeah. where your body stops using uh carbs and protein and things like that as energy and starts just running on pure ethanol yeah. alcohol yeah, yeah. And it literally burns that as a fuel source to where like I, I would be like oh i'm getting tired i need a shot of tequila yeah to continue my life going right yeah. Yeah. yeah and i would and i would be fine
1: yeah yeah people are like
0: how are you functioning i'm like the, the booze is the only thing keeping me functional. <laughs> <laughs> Frank would
1: Frank definitely had like a martini waiting for him in his trailer when he got there. You know, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Like I said, they're doing these these shows at the Copa at the time. So this all started basically. Frank had a show at the Copa on a Friday night after shooting, and it was kind of his regular thing. But it is also Frank Sinatra at the Copa. It was a big Vegas thing. I mean, you know, the the eight hundred. Capacity was reached. Like Mm -hmm. they would pack this fucking thing every night, and it all began with this show that Frank's doing. They have footage of it, thank God. It's historic footage. You should go and look at it. And it is Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. are in the wings by the stage. They're like right off stage, and they have a camera filming them watching Frank. And they've got a little mic, like they're like doing a report, you know, Mm -hmm. or somewhere on location. Mm -hmm. And they're they're kind of like roasting Frank. As he's singing, they're just like, hey, hey, mind singing that one again? I didn't hear it. You know, <laughs> They'd be like, uh, when, when does the good music start, Frank? You know, when are you going to actually sing some good ones? You know, and they would just kind of roast him. And they they hooked them up to a mic that would come out on like uh, some speakers in the house. And now people could hear Dean and Sammy Roasting Frank as he does his show, mm-hmm. and then this was where it became like, Frank was basically like, just fucking come out here, you know, yeah, we'll yeah, just dude. do the show together if you're going to be here. The The first week that they decided to do the shows together at the Copa after they filmed on Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. they had to turn away 18,000 people per night because wow. they could only hold eighteen eight hundred. Wow. Yeah. It was, it went gangbusters. Wow. Yeah, it was funny, man. I mean, it was definitely funny, and it's really interesting that Frank is actually hammered, and Dean is just pretending to be a hammered Frank. You that's know? funny. Yeah, and it was. Uh, but is Sammy hammered. I think Sammy got hammered too. Yeah, and Sammy was only five feet tall, so <laughs> he probably had one or two drinks, and he was good to go. You know? <laughs> but <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's where this began. I mean, this began at the Copa Room in 1960 in Vegas, Rat Pack doing the thing together, and just people from around the world. Like the numbers in Vegas went up because of this show. It was the, it was like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to like, if (laughs) name someone huge when they get that, like Britney Spears, when she got her residency in Vegas, you know, like it, the tourism Tourism goes up pumped up and everything like everybody was going to Vegas to see Mm -hmm. the Rat Pack do the Copa so I didn't quite know where to put this but I had to talk about this this is a big part of the movie Uh, there's a big cameo by I was mentioning Shirley MacLaine earlier they Mm -hmm. gave her a car to cameo in this thing and she was this huge actress she was also a big performer in Vegas she was Kind of an honorary rat pack member, honestly, she was always hanging out with these guys mm-hmm. to the point where like she did a Dean thing in the movie. She acted okay. like this like drunkie, you know, okay, and uh she even she ad libbed all of her lines and she like she she said, "I'm so drunk, I don't think I can lie down without holding on and that <laughs> was a Dean Martin quote that oh, in from his show fun uh yeah, this like classic Dean Martin got line. And uh, I thought that was just really cool, though, man. Shirley MacLaine was fucking awesome.
3: But uh, but yeah, no, that's that's cool. It's like uh, you know, just let's get all our friends in this little cameos here yeah. and there, have some fun of it. That's uh, uh, it must have been man, this thing must have been so, so fun to shoot.
1: Oh, dude, yeah, and just party our faces off with all mm-hmm. of our friends while we shoot a movie. You and I have yeah. had the pleasure of mm-hmm. like producing something with friends, right? And yeah. it is a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. It is just kind of like it's so weird. It's like these, yeah. People that you hang out with on regular mm-hmm. in the real world, and you're all of a sudden making a a thing together. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. fun. It definitely is. And these shows at the Copa, dude. They said they were getting nuts. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I imagine. I, you so. know, yeah, a week into this bender, and the 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 seven p.m. show at the Copa gets very interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, they all kind of developed. Like roles here, like Joey Bishop became the MC basically because the other guys were so drunk, mm-hmm. or not Dean, but like mm-hmm. Frank was so drunk, you kind of just had to like MC this thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And
0: but Dean had to pretend he was drunk, so it was part exactly. of the act. Exactly. like a part of the act. Yeah. You, can like, you can like see it on stage. Like they, they're improvising, but it is like an act. Like they all know why. They're there right, in each yeah. one of their angles yeah. kind of thing. Like, there's always a bickering between Dean and Sammy. Yeah. Always. Yes,
1: always. And, like,
0: Frank is always the one laughing at them. Yeah, and he's hammering. You know?
1: Yeah, and he's, like, red in the face drunk. Like, oh my Frank God. was, like, like drunk, bro. He would show up to late-night stuff like that, too. He would show up to late-night interviews, and it would be, like, like flushed sweating <laughs> with a martini, you know? That's,
3: that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's kind of, like, that's, uh, you know, Judy Garland, like, that was, like, her downfall was, like, she just became uninsurable and unreliable because it's, like, she was going to be, like, the drunkest you've ever seen a human being when she shows up. Um, i imagine and, frank
1: and judy definitely drank together oh I really air on tea that oh, happened yeah. quite a few
3: times um, it's fun and funny until it's becomes you know a problem and then it's like well now you you, you yeah. know your your antics have ruined everyone's uh, production here yeah and, uh, for sure this is uh, all unusable yeah and i cannot believe that this movie didn't have any massive problems i know Did he get his lines correct or was he improving
1: with somebody? dude well, oh go ahead
0: not that many lines and oh. it's not that hard of a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, like it was it, right. Like Frank didn't have too many. Everybody else. Yeah. Did, I, mm-hmm. I don't I, I got to go like back through. And you can count it in the script. I'm sure. But like,
1: yeah, no. And, and you know, there was a lot of on, un-
0: this was like them having fun. So it's them being themselves. They're like, what are we here? We're, we're stealing this thing out of this room again? Okay. Yeah. All right. How would you do that, Sammy? You know, and the kind of like wing it for the most mm-hmm. part.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was. It was an ensemble. There were there were uh, quite a few scenes where there were you know like two man scenes, but mm-hmm. uh, especially towards the heist, they're all together. Mm-hmm. So I imagine okay. it was a lot less like pressure to mm-hmm. you know. But
0: they broke up into those pairs to do those joke sequences and stuff. right. But dude, yeah,
1: and they're good. That's the thing. Frank did his. He did great, in my opinion. I mean, he was a. He was a good actor.
0: He's a giant moose. Yeah, star.
1: exactly. And he's used for to being years drunk. Before, yeah. Yeah. He's used yeah. to being drunk at work, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It'd be weird for him to do it so. Oh, absolutely.
1: He probably would have fucked up his lines sober. <laughs> like for sure. And look unnatural. Yeah. yeah. Like if he were all of a sudden like awake and sober, he'd probably be like overwhelmed. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh now, a lights in this room. <laughs> now's not the time to dry up, Frankie. Is, Come on. <laughs>
0: what what is that noise that... that Insanely bright noise, <laughs> Frank. That's that's the ceiling. In the <laughs> that's <sun>.
1: life, Frank. <laughs> life. That's that's life. <laughs> that's what I stay drunk. Uh yeah, but Joey Bishop he was like the MC and he became in charge of bartending as well. Uh, he was he would they, like I said they had a fucking bar cart on stage for each one of these shows. And I was thinking about that if Dean is actually playing it sober for like the day show, you know, I mean maybe he drinks a little bit on stage at night. But Joey Bishop must have been in charge of like this is fake this is real, you know, like this is real whiskey yeah. and that vodka bottle actually has water in it. Oh, for, see, yeah. for Dean, you know, yeah.
3: do you guys think that they ever just switch to water for Frank? He's like, he's so drunk. He's oh, not not gonna notice That we're switching him to water. Absolutely. Because or at least if, cut it. Cause if we, if we keep giving him I mean, actual I, vodka, he like he's going to fall over. He's yeah. a fucking yeah.
0: singer. <laughs> he is a singer. He does drink like regular water. Yeah. I'm
3: yeah. Sure. yeah. For but like voice, he's like bring me another martini and they just bring him a just just full of water hours. with some
1: olive juice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um apparently and then he like, throws it in your face. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, apparently like <laughs> they started doing that like with um like with Juice World. like um he would get so fucked up and he would ask them to bring him like you know, another pint of lean or whatever. And they would just, they just wouldn't, they would just either be like, he's so fucked up. We're going to give him something else entirely. Yeah. That's not drugs. And he's juice. not even going to fucking notice. Yeah. 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 And like, he never did. He yeah. never knew just that they like, you know, I have After you get to the- a certain point. It's just like, yeah, he th- just,
1: As long as he thinks, he's getting more fucked up. Yeah, I've cut a friend's drink with water. Really? Yeah, (laughs) yes. Do they notice?
0: Nope. Soda water is the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Be like, I want like a Tito's and soda. Oh, you mean just just soda?
1: soda. Right, (laughs) right. And you still taste all the vodka that you just drank for the last eight hours? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, gotcha. (laughs) We got to talk about this. Uh, I said it in part one, but I was telling you a little bit. I mean, this was a fucking racist time, dude. Mm. Uh, 1960 was not great for Sammy Davis Jr. Um, Uh, He was not having as much fun as the other guys uh, at all. Uh, Sammy, he was one of the biggest ticket sellers on the strip. Like, Sammy Davis Jr. was a huge draw in Vegas, but he was not allowed to stay at the hotels that he performed at, and he wasn't even allowed to gamble on the gambling floor with white people. He, that that was segregated. Gambling was fucking segregated.
3: Whoa, we don't even want to rip you off. Yes, yeah, yes, dude. Can't be ripped off. We don't the even same want people. your money.
1: Wow. Like that's basically what they were saying. You know, it's like horrifying. While he was being the huge Sammy Davis fucking Jr., mm. been famous since he was three years old. While being that famous and that rich, he still had to stay at these like there was like a shanty town at the end of the strip for black people, performers, wow. people who worked there, every, and, like, you know. And there's nothing, there was nothing Frank could do to pull strings. So Frank pulled strings with the Sands. He basically mm-hmm. said, like, dude, the Copa, 18,000 reservations a night, and you can't even seat but 800. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking Sammy is gambling with us, and yeah. we are going to have fun together, and he's going to stay in this hotel. Mm-hmm. And it was mob people who ran yeah. the Sands. And they basically said, yeah, like, that's cool, like, uh, Go ahead. Yeah. You know.
3: What's the Was the mob actually less racist than most of the rest of America?
1: I don't think they cared all that much. Yeah. As long as they're making money, Mm -hmm. you know. I think they were racist, but not in their business practices, Mm -hmm. usually. Usually. I mean, mean, if if,
3: if Frank hadn't been there, they definitely would have been a no. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: And, Um. I mean, like I said, this is one of the biggest stars on the planet, you know. They did a thing. The Rat Pack did this fun thing. It was a floating crap game at the Sands Casino in the pool. It was (laughs) one day. It was a, a craps table on a big floaty in the pool and they were shooting fucking... Yeah. funny. It was awesome, dude. The picture is my background on my phone now. <laughs> it's like that fucking cool, you know? Yeah. But uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was in the pool with them playing this game, this floating craps game, and there were these Texas oil billionaires staying at the hotel at the time, gambling, doing mm-hmm. like a Vegas thing. And they made the hotel drain the fucking pool because Sammy Davis Jr. had been in there. Holy! They fucking... made them drain the pool and refill it, or else we're leaving with all of our money. Oh my basically, god, dude! dude. Yeah, dude, it was fucking... bad, man. Yo, bad. I, mean,
3: I get on Sammy for having a positive demeanor and still going sure. and doing those fun shows I every know. night and showing up to set and with a smile on his face. Like that's that's hard, man. I don't know how you stay dude you know that positive that's such a stronger constitution than I don't know maybe I have I don't know like I don't know if I could do that like be actively in an environment where I'm that hated and still like be
1: like I show up with a smile on my face and he was double hated he was dating a hot white woman he was mm. dating this Swedish model her name was Mae Britt and they were engaged wow. they were like gonna be married and man people hated that mm. the 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 honkies did not like that one bit he done not ta- he not took one of our our pretty white women <laughs> and uh, they fucking mm. they To the point where when she would come and visit him while he was filming Ocean's Mm -hmm. Eleven in Vegas, she'd come, like, you know, stay with him for Mm -hmm. the weekend or whatever, whenever she wasn't doing her thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had to say that she was a guest of Frank Sinatra's because people would go into a fucking riot if they knew she was there. They'd probably go kill her, you know? Like, yeah, she would have to go, like, secretly visit her fiance in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, it's like a place where it's, like, run by crime. Yeah. And it's still this racist hellhole. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's, that's that's unfortunate.
0: Do you uh you guys know also that uh he in 1967 he uh did a broadcast musical for NBC with Nancy Sinatra, wow. Frank's daughter. She was rad. And which uh Davis walked in, Dan D- Davis and Nancy walked in greeting each other with a kiss and it was one of the first black white kisses in US wow. television. Wow. Oh
1: history. my god, dude, that's awesome. With
0: his homie's daughter. <laughs> so weird.
1: <laughs> That's, yeah, but you know, that was Sammy, man. Hey, baby. Oh, you know, how y'all doing? How's it going there? honey? You know, that was...
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess he was also on tour with Elvis. He was close friends with Elvis. Uh, ironically, he sang a version of Elvis Presley's song, In the oh, that's Oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> it a, dude.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. He <laughs> it
0: made a cameo perf- appearance at his performances. Yeah.
1: But, dude, <laughs> so he asked for uh, his girlfriend's hand in marriage while they're filming this thing in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Frank wants to be their best man. He's like, I- I'm the best man. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. I'm going to do this. And, dude, basically, like, almost canceled Frank, like, for being the best man at an interracial Whoa. wedding. Like, all of these Frank Sinatra fans were like, Whoa, oh, you support this? You know, like, Wait, what are you doing? He's been
3: performing with him for years. Yes. What do you, mean, just you support yes, this? Yes, dude. It's like They're...
1: clearly his best friend. yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Plenty of documentation about yeah. this before before this wedding.
1: Interracial marriage in 1960 mm. was still illegal in 32 states Holy of America. shit! So him signing on to be the best man at this like wedding that basically would be illegal in more than fucking half of the mm. country. That's dude. Crazy. Wow. Like
0: it is yeah, but like he had the mob yeah. behind him. He didn't give yeah. He he thought, didn't give yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. And also like they and like uh, Johnny Cash and. Um, You know Elvis Presley, they were the rebels of yeah. this time. Marlon Brando, yeah. like that era of celebrity w- was the counterculture to go against whatever the norm was. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, like this was his whole era. They're mostly all friends. That's true,
1: man. I mean, yeah, Muhammad Ali fucking went to like prison, you know, and shit over all this. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Marlon Brando, even. I mean, you got to give him some credit. He didn't accept an Oscar. Because of Native American rights that were being so right. heavily, you know, oppressed yeah. upon in that, in that time, especially yeah. in the film industry. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe it was just, like, I don't think it was a big show to mm. him. You know, mm-hmm. I think he was very serious about. Yeah, it. I think so too. Uh, I, I saw that clip and yeah, yeah.
3: It's because uh, there's a native woman that goes up and accepts the yeah. award on behalf
1: yeah. of a little speech,
0: right?
3: Yeah,
1: Dev. Yeah. yeah, Dev makes a good point, man. These guys, they don't give a fuck, like Dev said mm-hmm. too. He's yeah. got the mafia. I don't care what you are yeah. fucking. What are you gonna do? They're in
0: Vegas. Yeah. They own that yeah. city. Yeah. they're like untouchables. We were fucking hanging with the president yeah. of the United yeah. States. I give are you, a shit. I'm I built a helicopter pad what, for him at my what, house. Yeah,
1: dude. There was so the
0: rules do not apply to me like they do to you You yeah do. they the
1: rat pack that year they sang at the democratic national convention in la mm-hmm. for old jfk go watch the video when sammy davis jr comes out he's fucking booed off stage because he's about to marry a white woman holy shit And this was this, in this, la yeah in the dnc yeah know. yeah yeah, dude, it was crazy and for that...
3: for the for the like the civil rights president. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, and they were probably yeah. I know. And Sammy actually asked Frank like, "Do you still want to do this best man thing?" And Frank was like, "Yeah, double fucking yeah, now. like <laughs> yeah. super yes, I do." You know, I mean, uh, everything that Frank did wrong, he did some stuff right. Yeah, you know, yeah. JFK went on to win, and Frankie was the head of his inaugural gala, uh, stacking it with celebrities. And Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin didn't go. Sammy Davis Jr. was kind of told by JFK's people, like, maybe don't come to this one, mm. which is a super shitty thing to hear mm-hmm. since he literally just helped him get into office. Yeah. And since he couldn't go, Dean Martin said, yeah, fuck those guys. I hate the Kennedys anyway. Huh. They went to a Martin Luther King speech instead. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. Nice. went and sat nice. and listened to the Reverend Martin. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude, but imagine being told by the White House not to come after all this shit. Yeah, that's... Know. that's.
0: I mean, also, see, you guys, you see that as, like, a noble endeavor, but I see that as the Illuminati dividing and conquering. <laughs> you gotta have some go to the White House, some go to the <laughs> cultural heads of the movement. You gotta put be the puppet master Pulling behind the, the curtain of the movement. <laughs> <Rock, bro.
1: laughs> And yeah, we're by the way, all the while we're still filming a movie here. Oh, you know, this, this, is this is still. Oh, is, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I thought the happening. movie was finished. Nope. So no, okay. All this shit is happening during the filming of Ocean's Eleven. Wow, that's why this was a two-part episode. Wow, dude. okay. It was Crazy. like all this shit happened. Uh, but it, basically, what happened is they're finally getting to almost finishing this thing, and this has devolved into. A drunken hell, like like fear and loathing in Las Vegas style, basically. Insane. Like these dudes are like their hotel rooms are trashed, they're yeah. trashed. Frank can hardly fucking like stand up anymore. He's gained ten pounds since we started shooting because oh he won't stop fucking drinking all day every day. Oh my and god And their show at the Copa it's like, you know, just this wild, like yeah. no holds barred, off the rails, drunken mess because they're wasted, you know. It's just like it is it is. It is the second half of fear and loathing. That's wow. what this has become. And Warner Brothers basically told... Uh, there was a director to all this, by the way, Lewis Milestone. <laughs> he's the one who directed the fucking movie. Uh-huh. You wouldn't know it. You know yeah, know he, I mean? He was hardly there in the whole... He's a yeah. d- director by name only. Yeah, there's a man who is actually working on this movie every day, <laughs> all day, and not partying. Who right has now. to be sober. Yeah, who has to be like sober.
3: The uh... one man in Vegas <laughs> who's sober. What, Dev?
0: It's like remember uh Jay and Silent Bob strike back where Gus Van Saint's just like sitting in a chair counting money. He's like, Jesus, Ben, I'm working yeah. this <laughs> He's just like sitting over there laundering the money for the mob, just <laughs> like, I you guys do whatever you want. I'm I'm focused on this over here. Sorry guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're almost finished with this thing. Warner Brothers says, like, look, this is due, you know, in like mm-hmm. a month. Like you got we're mm-hmm. we're releasing this thing. You gotta mm-hmm. finish this shit. And basically, milestone the director had to put a no, no more drinking. Like we have <laughs> to just finish the movie. Give me two more weeks of being sober on set mm-hmm. and not and showing up at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. and then go have go be the fucking Rat Pack, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. and uh, they bas- they did. I mean, they oh, basically cool. yeah they sobered up. They like dried up at least to finish the movie mm-hmm. as much as, as as dry as Frank gets right you yeah, know? yeah yeah and as dry as some of them get. But yeah. they basically like finished this thing. But uh. Just to give a little extra fuck you after he asked them to like, can we just finish this movie? Mm-hmm. They started doing these pranks on him every oh day god. now. So they would bring like a water gun to set. They put cherry bombs in his fucking trailer. <laughs> like oh my god! They like threw bombs in his trailer. That's funny. It's like,
2: <laughs> bro, like,
3: do you not want this movie to finish? Like, <laughs> like what's yeah?
1: Like why I why are you being
3: like this, dude?
1: At the by the end of the movie, uh milestone he agreed to just do cue cards for the rest of the movie they just oh had cue God. cards they were just reading fucking it's oh like, my God. we just have to finish this it's dude. miraculous that this thing is not an awful body of work i know it's amazing it's wow. so fun definitely go watch that movie definitely go see it and now that you know what was yeah. behind the scenes here yeah you absolutely know, just um, like a movie made from a party. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I assume Brad Pitt was not as drunk during his filming. I mean, look, I've heard the stories now. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard. I've heard that man was uh, also into the sauce pretty heavy. Oh, really? Yeah. Like in the shooting. Yeah, okay, Angelina yeah. Jolie said when they were married, he would go like he would sit in his theater and like polish off a bottle of whiskey. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. old Brad.
0: But he's like that quiet, stoic yeah drunk where he could probably. It just feels like he's continuously drinking with like no effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: George, George Clooney was off to the to the, to the cabana room yeah, every George day. George Clooney was
1: definitely <laughs> staying sober. But it is very clear who's who. You know, yeah. George Clooney's definitely Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Brad yeah, yeah. Pitt is Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. old blue eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the rest of them are sort of. I mean, the irony. Yeah.
0: Behind that is fucking George Clooney owns it to That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wonder if
1: he's even a drinker. To be honest, George Clooney.
0: I bet you he drinks to kill. Yeah, sure. I mean,
1: I,
3: I, he does now. He seems like um, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna have a drink every night, you know, kind of thing. But I'm not getting drunk. I am, uh, the 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 drinking for Clooney almost seems more like it's aesthetic. It's yeah. like I look cool holding this glass, so I'm gonna hold it. But like I'm gonna nurse this for about two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I sure. could be completely wrong. I'm just no. Pure, I bet pure you're pure right. I bet he doesn't come across to me as like a sloppy drunk guy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but, is brand. Um, but speaking of sloppy drunk guys, so they do finish <laughs> this movie. Fucking finally, they got it in the can. It's ready for release. Uh, it's a Warner Brothers film, like I said, and it went on to becoming one of the highest grossing films of the year. It was fucking huge. It made $5 million, which at the time was big, you know, during its run, uh, especially, we don't know the budget, but it was probably considerably less. And that $5 million through the old inflation calculation, that's uh, $46 million today. Wow, okay, cool. So, you know, a little heist movie with the Rat Pack made some pretty good money. Like I said, I mean... Peter Loffard.
0: I bet you they blew way more than the... Bu- the reason we can't find the budget is because they just blew so much fucking Absolutely. money. Absolutely, They couldn't tell anybody. You got to think, they paid, you know, the screenwriter 100 grand. What, they only made 5.5 back in the box yeah, office? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, how much do you think this fucking thing all did cost? If they're paying that dude 100, Frank th- put in two of his... Like... That money goes real quick, especially, like, when you're gambling and partying and doing all that shit for so long. Um, Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, I mean, and also, part of the budget was probably also, like, not even really the budget, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we could say that it costs this much, but... You know, Frank's kind of footing the bill on this one because he just wanted a shit ton of booze for me. Right. You know, like, like it's for sure. It's kind of just like, yeah, it costs this much on paper, but in actuality, like, isn't is really the studio's money. So right. it's not like it's just like it's just we're, Vegas we're, money. We're also funding a part. We're also funding a party at right. the same time. Like, yeah. is this the party's budget or the film's budget? Yeah um and the copas make well
0: yeah i guess and i wonder if those like those hotels are they james were they doing residencies while they were shooting or was it just like uh we're gonna be here shooting might as well do some performances um i
1: frank was definitely in like a really heavy residency at the time he lived in vegas Mm -hmm. he breathed vegas um I don't think Dean had a residency there at the time. Sammy mm-hmm. Davis did. He had like a standing Vegas thing, but I think Dean was traveling all over the place. Yeah. I think Dean was doing, yeah. you know,
0: so maybe that's right. Then maybe it didn't cost that much because the fucking casinos are yeah. paying for all their room and board and food yeah. and, right. and party time. Yeah. And like
3: I said, you're making the money at the Copa and it's like tied in with the productionist movie. It's, yeah, it's kind of, it, this movie, yeah. even if there's no shady stuff happening, like, this movie's probably hard to quantify what the yeah. budget
1: would be anyway. And whatever Vegas put into it, they made yeah. it back. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they literally caused the tourism market yeah. to surge in Vegas. They were, they were packing the fucking house, man. Like, everybody was in Vegas to see the Rat Pack in yeah. Ocean's Eleven. And you know? it's, like, obviously, like, that's... Revenue
3: generated from the film that's not attributed to what the film made, but also Warner Brothers didn't put that much money into it. I bet, and so like Vegas got its money back, not through the box office, but you know. And
0: you got to think you also have. I love how we're talking about Vegas like it's one of the five. (laughs) Vegas got some of his money. I mean, at this time it was, (laughs) and and you know you got to think too,
1: like whoever's at the Copa that night. Is absolutely gonna go see this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I I saw them at the Copa while mm-hmm. they were filming it. Isn't mm-hmm. that fucking cool? You know, yeah. and so it's like they you got everybody, all those eyeballs every night at the Copa yeah. are it's free are marketing. Are, yeah, it's just free marketing at that point. They they actually did put a lot of money in the marketing for this thing as well. Oh really? Yeah, I mean it was this huge mm-hmm. like the Rat Pack does a movie together. Well, you know? that,
3: it's interesting. So you said it cost well, we don't know how much it cost. But you said it made. F- Five so it's $40 million modern-day money. Modern money. That is crazy. That is by far the least money-making movie in this franchise. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. By far. Dude, I have the... I have the numbers for the rest of them if you want
1: them. Oh, I know Ocean's 11 2001 cost $80 million. Okay. How much did it bring in?
3: $450 million. Jesus. And again, that's... 2000 so you got to inflate that a little bit yeah
1: that's like double
3: now oceans 12 362
1: wow
3: and oceans 13 311 i love those movies. and then i was like i wonder about oceans 8 because i wonder if oceans 8 how uh, successful that one was uh oceans 8 uh cost (laughs) oceans 8 cost 70 million to make do you want to guess how much money oceans 8 made i'm gonna guess 250 million Two hundred ninety-seven, nice. almost three hundred million dollars. Dude. Like that's yeah. this dude. A these, baby. these movies print money. Print money. And uh, I, Ocean's Eight was good. I liked Ocean's Eight a lot. Um, I wonder, it
1: was not as good as Eleven, but it, I liked it. I loved it too. I liked it that they kept it in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It. Like I, Danny Ocean is out there. Yes, you know, and I don't think he's dead. I don't either. Yeah. And
3: here's and I'm so happy that Ocean's Eight was successful because I really want an Ocean's Nine and an Ocean's Ten. Mm. And then I want you to do an Oceans 14 where it's the old All cast. Of and yes. Ah, yeah.
1: Dude. Oh, man. So let's... And then Fast and Furious comes in. <laughs> yeah. Family. family. Oh, my We're God. We're going to heist this casino as a family. <laughs> It's like Dom just driving his car through the front Ocean's of the Rio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it was mixed reviews, you know. I mean, uh, it wasn't, the, the critics didn't love it too much. Uh, uh, Bosley Crowther of the New York Times said, There's no built-in implication that the boys have done something wrong. There's just an ironic, unexpected, and decidedly ghoulish twist. By the way, that's what I was talking about. This movie gets, it's fucked up. It's pretty oh. dark, man. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, there's, it's, like, in the new ones, no one dies. Mm-hmm. and this one, someone dies. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it becomes a whole thing. I won't oh. spoil it for okay, you. Okay, uh, All right. Yeah, this cool. one, it had a...
0: I mean, you haven't seen it in 1960. Spo- <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hold on now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, hey, oh.
3: I didn't even know cute. that this existed until this podcast. Yeah, so I, I thought, don't want to spoil it, because this I is thought Brad really, Pitt invented this. It's a
1: really good twist ending. I'm not going to give it away. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. You know, it was basically mm. like... Some people, I think, thought, well, that wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. You know, It was fun, but it was <laughs> like, I'm here to watch a Rat Pack movie, and it gets dark. You mm, know, so... Okay. Y-
0: you know, it died as mm. the audience is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, man, basically.
1: Variety said it was just like a wisecrack movie. You know, they said... For- this one resonant wisecrack away from turning into a musical comedy, <laughs> and it, it did have a lot. They did sing a lot. Uh, fucking oh my god, dude! I love Dean Martin's song kick, uh, "Ain't That a Kick in the Head," but you hear it like four times in this movie, <laughs> and it is like, all right, that's <laughs> enough. From uh, at least play another one a of Dean's. Song, Dean yeah. had like a, a, an entire you know list of albums that he could have chosen mm. from, but "Ain't That a Kick in the Head"?
0: Ain't that a kick in the head? But that's part of the joke. They're like, what are we going to do? Like, imagine them being drunk in the editing. Right. Kind of, like, on set discussing that. And they be like, you know it would be really fun? Let's hit them with another <laughs> kick in the head. Let's hit them with <laughs> one more kick in the head.
1: Yes, dude. Yeah, for sure. And be like, they're gonna hate us for that. And I go, I know,
0: but it's gonna be so funny to us. <laughs> yeah, and it
1: did kind of show you like what was going on in real life, where like they're filming this movie, and every night he's just singing "Ain't That a Kick in the Head" over and <laughs> over again. I have, that's one of the things, man, about those Vegas residencies. Either I can't imagine having to sing the same song, same song twice a day every single day, you know. Mm. But I mean, you're getting paid a shit ton of money yeah. to do it, so. I imagine you just go into his yeah, own, yeah, yeah, yeah. hoo and, and you're getting hammered.
0: I don't think it's that bad. I, it's the same as a yeah, theater no. performance. When I, did I feel this, yeah, and yeah. Shit, like you know, you have two shows a day, six days a week, yeah. usually. Like
1: the cast Hamilton at some point isn't having fun anymore. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. it's just work. Yeah, it just know.
0: becomes a job. Yeah, you know, yeah.
3: same thing. Uh, it's it's, uh, you know, people go to offices and do the same thing every True. day for thirty years. You guys are crazy. <laughs>
0: You guys just don't love this. No, what you hey, did. man. <laughs> I do. Fucking... I just have a
1: lot of. Hey, look, if they want to cast me in Hamilton, mm. I'll fucking do it, Dad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they will, though. Mm. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I got the pipes for that. But uh... <laughs> if I could be on
0: Broadway, a guaranteed performance on Broadway for every week for the rest of my life, I'll <laughs> sing whatever hey, the anybody wants. I'll sing Happy Birthday a million hey, times if man, I need
1: to. dude. I remember I thought when i first moved out to la uh one of the reasons i didn't move to new york is because i thought there was for some reason i don't know why but i thought there was like no money to be made on broadway Mm -hmm. and uh, i got this talent manager and i met this guy that he managed who did broadway and i was like yeah i hear there's no money in that and he's like that kid just made eight hundred thousand dollars where did you hear that (laughs) i was like oh okay never mind (laughs) that's funny (laughs) yeah Um. yeah but uh but that's it that's that's uh, that was the filming of oceans 11 amazing amazing that was uh the tale of a bunch of very famous very rich drunken men in vegas uh doing a movie together and getting hammered while they're doing it and jfk was there and the mob was there and Sammy Davis Jr. wasn't even allowed to stay in the fucking hotel they were, they were robbing in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, robbing in real life, you don't get let my friend Sammy say. <laughs> and then they all died of lung and liver cancer, and I mean that. Wow, <laughs> that is a true story. Uh, what ages, dude? They they surprisingly lived a long ass time. Frank didn't die until 1998. Wow. Yeah, which you would think, you know. I think it's it's that effect, man. It's that rock star effect. It's that being on stage mm-hmm. that it, it really keeps people alive.
0: Nah, mm-hmm. you you know what he you know it killed him. He saw you know ninety degrees and in sync <laughs> and Backstreet Boys. That was yeah, man, you're Wait. right. He was you know, like, like, all right, I'm done. Was, he's like, this is the new Rat Pack. All right, I I'm uh, out. quit. I'm out. I'm done with <laughs> I this quit it, bitch. You I'm can have it. I'm going to the it. big
3: Hoboken in the sky. Let's see. Um... Lawford died in 84 at 61, first to go. Davis was in 1990 at 64. Martin uh, made it to 78, and he died Christmas Day of 1995. Wow. And then Sinatra 82, he died in 1998. And then the last one was Bishop at two, in 2007 at 89. Gotcha.
1: Dude, Dino died on Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. Man. Wow. What a way, what a way to go <laughs> out, man. They know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so Peter Lawford, uh, kidney and liver failure as a result of years of substance abuse. Sammy Davis Jr. had throat cancer from smoking, like, 10 packs of cigarettes a day. And also, man, they're smoking inside, you know? Like, these, the Vegas, Vegas was not ventilated casinos at the Mm -hmm. time. It was just, like... A heavy, thick yeah. layer of cigarette smoke Just in the entire casino. Fog, thing, you know? fog yeah. yeah. Fog in the Copa, you know. Oh. Sinatra had a heart attack in 1998 at 82. <laughs> Dean Martin died of emphysema from smoking. And uh, Joey Bishop, he died of uh, multiple organ failure. Ah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> multiple <laughs> so. organ failure. By the way, rest in peace, fucking Bob Saget.
3: Oh, yeah. Man.
1: Man. What the hell? Yeah,
0: that for just happened. Real. They just found him. Yeah. They always come yeah, in. Yeah, man. Eddie
1: White, Bob mm. Saget, and Sydney Poitier. Oh yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, man. It's a Holy surprising shit. one. Super surprising. Yeah. Y'all like that one, man? Ocean Eleven. That
3: was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was dude. that was
1: great. Yes.
3: And really quick, a programming note reminder. So we're experimenting with a new type of release format, where we're going to release the episode in two parts. ...on Tuesday and then on Thursday. So, it's the same amount of content that you normally get in one of the Wednesday episodes, but we realized that some of these are getting pretty long, and there's been a request by some of our fans to release in more, like, consumable chunks. So, we're going to try this out, see how it goes. So, uh, instead of releasing, like, a two-hour episode, we're going to release... To one hour episodes, like one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, but it's the same episode, just split into two parts. So, uh, you can look forward to the next episode of film history on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Um, and let us know what you think about this schedule, you know, uh, tweet at us, uh, DM us on Instagram, uh, or comment on one of our posts. Uh, you know, try to reach out to us if you would like to comment on this. Let's know if you like it. Let's know if you want us to change back to the original format um, you know, we're just trying it out, seeing how it goes. Uh, we can switch back if it's not working. So, you can find me at Drake Cummings on Instagram, <laughs> and Drake underscore Cummings on Twitter, uh, Raging Twenties uh, merch.com for my 1920s inspired clothing line. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, uh, on YouTube at Drake Cummings, uh, and uh, that's uh, and you can always find me here on Film History History of Film.
0: You can find me at. Abracadabra Dev on Twitter and Sailor underscore Dev on Instagram. And we got some new fun stuff rocking and rolling nice. this spring. I'm really excited for like the next too, like six man. months. Me
1: too, too. Yeah, 2022 is going to be a banger. Uh, yeah, you
0: can find me at uh, Jimmy
1: Deloy or James Wyatt Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. You can find us at Film History, The History of Film, all over the place, or FHHF Pod on Twitter, I believe. And uh, you can also find me eight weeks deep into a bender on stage at the Copa in 1960, and the air is only cigarette smoke. There's no oxygen left in the room, and I don't even know what life is anymore, Dino. I don't even know anymore. Who are we? Who am I? I'm taking a deep look inside of my, the abyss of my soul, and, uh, but I'm going to sing this next tune. <laughs> well, history. The history of film.
2: You know what I'm talking about.